Hey everybody, it's Lon Sybin. Happy New Year. It's time for your weekly wrap-up, and every year I like to take stock of all of my subscription services that I'm paying for and figure out which ones go and which ones stay. We're going to step through everything I'm using and see what survives. Let's get to it. Now, what we're looking at today are things I'm using for personal use and for the family. Uh, These are not things I'm using for the business, but we might do a follow-up video on some of the subscriptions I have for the YouTube channel that might be of interest to you. Let me know if that's something you'd like to see. So let's begin with video and music services. And of course, the big one here and most expensive one is Netflix. And every couple of months I start thinking, you know, maybe Netflix is getting a little too pricey, but then I look at the list of stuff that I want to watch on it, and it never seems to get any smaller. The kids are really enjoying Netflix. My wife likes Netflix quite a bit. So it's going to remain for a little bit longer at least, but I think if the price keeps going up, that might give me some pause or perhaps uh, have me subscribing to Netflix only when there's things I really want to watch on the service. By the way, one of the great things about all these subscription services is that you can come and go as you please, almost approach it in an a la carte manner, which is a lot better than what we've had with cable television. Now, the next one is the one I probably use the most, believe it or not, which is YouTube Premium. I'm paying 10 bucks a month for this because I'm grandfathered in at the old price. I believe now it's like $12.99, but I watch a lot of YouTube. I watch more YouTube than anything else, and having all of those ads just not appear is a really good reason to look at subscribing to it. And another reason to look at YouTube Premium is that it supports your favorite creators much better than the ad model does. Uh, So if a video has been demonetized, they are still monetized under the premium model. And every single minute that a premium subscriber watched is monetized for the creator, which means every time you're watching anything on YouTube as a premium member, the channel you're watching is getting paid by the minute based on the share that you're contributing into your subscription fee. I did a video on how it all works. It's a big pool that gets accumulated and shared out based on watch time, but it works really well. And in my calculations, most creators get about five times the revenue from premium views versus ad views. It's a pretty big difference. So check it out because it is actually a much better way to watch YouTube and gets rid of all these issues related to demonetization for creators. You also get a subscription to YouTube Music, uh, which of course is their subscription music program. So a lot of value there with that one, which I like quite a bit. And by the way, I was also able to save a little bit of money by canceling my Spotify subscription when I got YouTube Premium because the library for music is pretty similar, at least for the stuff that I listen to. Now we're also subscribed to Disney Plus and you can see I'm paying less than what the monthly fee typically is. And that's because I took advantage of the Disney Plus pre-sale when they offered it. So I think they gave you like an extra six months if you did two years up front, which I did, I think, for 120 bucks or so. I forgot exactly what I paid, but it's correct here with the math. And we watch a lot of Disney Plus because I have two kids, a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. And of course, I love The Mandalorian and all the Star Wars stuff that they've been putting up on there. So Disney Plus has been a good addition uh, over the last year. We've been enjoying it quite a bit and I was able to take advantage of that deal. They do offer an annual plan year to year, so if you are you know, really watching a lot of Disney+, Plus, it probably makes sense to buy their annual plan because you basically get two months for free, I think, uh, based on the price differential versus monthly. 
Now, of course, we also have a subscription to Amazon Prime. We order a lot of stuff from Amazon here at the house, especially now, so that saves us on some of the shipping costs. But I was surprised by how much other stuff there is with Prime. Now, there is, of course, a lot of video programming. Some of it's pretty good. My favorite show on Amazon Prime is The Expanse, but there's a lot of other stuff that I have in my queue that I haven't gotten to yet due to time. Uh, But there's other factors to consider with Prime that I think add a lot of value to it. So, of course, it started as these delivery benefits with the free two-day shipping. Uh, We recently got those Amazon vans running around my town, and I had a few packages now delivered the same day, although same-day delivery is not yet officially in my area. I have, though, used that when I was in New York City for different things, and it was great to be able to order something and have it show up like two or three hours later. That was pretty cool, and that's part of your prime delivery benefits. Uh, They also, of course, have all the streaming stuff, and Prime Video is something I'm sure a lot of you are are aware of, but there's also uh, some music as part of Prime. They've got like a two million song ad-free thing that you can use, plus some of these radio stations that you can use with your uh, Amazon A-Word devices, and I think their app. So that's something you get as part of the deal, although, of course, they have a subscription music plan that gives you a more Spotify, YouTube music kind of experience. But a couple of things that you may not be aware of are Prime Gaming. And if you have a Twitch account, you link it up with your Amazon account and you can give out a, a Twitch subscription to your favorite creator once a month. And you also uh, get to pre-order video games at a discount. And there's also a lot of free games that they give you uh, every month as well as part of that. So if you haven't checked it out yet and you are a gamer and a Twitch user, definitely take advantage of that. Another thing that's been around for a while that I wasn't aware of is Amazon Photos, which will back up your photos full resolution to their cloud. And of course, with Google now removing that free backup feature from their system, this might be worth taking a look at. You can sync it up with their app automatically, and it just dumps all your photos uh, from your phone and devices into their cloud, unlimited for free, or at least for free as part of your subscription that you're paying for every month. And I might start doing this just to have a secondary backup now that I'm going to be turning off the uh, Google feature. And another program that I have not been taking advantage of but would like to in the coming year is the Prime Reading Program. That will give you access to over a thousand e-books, they say here. There's also a ton of magazines that are available too. Uh, Some pretty good titles here that I wouldn't mind checking out like Car and Driver and a few others. Yes, magazines are still a thing. And you can download those to your devices as part of your Prime account. They've got another thing that's pretty cool called First Reads. And these are a selection of books that the editors pick out. And you get to pick one, and then it stays in your library forever. So if you don't get to it by the end of the month, you're not in any rush to finish it because it'll still be there. And then you can pick another book uh, the following month. Just a lot of stuff that they provide to you here. Uh, You can also share your Prime benefits with another adult in the household. So I shared my Prime account with my wife. So when she's logged in, she gets access to all of the same stuff that I do. And one other thing they added recently is profiles in their video app. So if my kids are on, they get their own interface versus me and my wife. So lots of good stuff on Prime. And it's something that we're definitely going to be sticking with for a little bit longer, I think. Now, this next one really surprised me. Apparently, I am only paying about $46 a month for my cable television service, my local channels, and HBO, including HBO Max. And that is through Comcast, of all things, which totally surprised me. 
Now, the reason I was able to come up with this exact number is because of my new internet service. And this is something we've covered here on the channel in the past. I was able to upgrade to the Comcast Gigabit Pro service. And that, of course, we're using for the YouTube channel, but also the home internet. And that costs $299 a month, but it's the same price uh, irrespective of whether or not you have Comcast cable TV service. So in the course of getting that new internet connection, I was debating about dropping the cable TV portion of the service, given that I don't have a data cap and the internet service costs the same. And if I could get a better deal, maybe I'll look at YouTube TV or Sling or something like that. But as it turns out, when you go through all the numbers here, it's actually less expensive than all of those other services are right now. So if we take the bundle that they put me into with this Gigabit Pro, so they have me on the Internet Pro Plus bundle, which includes internet service and cable TV. Uh, we add in the Gigabit Pro upgrade there. We add in the broadcast TV fee that's part of the deal for the local channels. And then we subtract the $299 cost for Gigabit Pro. We're left with $45.94 before tax for the TV channels. Now, the reason why this is so low for Comcast is because I don't have any Comcast equipment in the house to watch television. The only thing I have from them is a free cable card that up until about a month ago or two months ago, they were required to provide the customer if they wanted to use their own equipment. That's changing because the FCC has removed that requirement. But I think cable card is going to stick around for at least another couple of years because those cable cards are in all of the Comcast equipment. Now, I'm using that cable card with something called an HD Home Run Prime. This is a three-tuner digital box that takes that cable card and your cable service and makes it available to all the devices in your home, like smart TVs and TV boxes and computers and phones and iPads and everything else like that. It's a great device. They are a sponsor here on the channel in full disclosure, but it saves me a ton of money and the one that I have is the one that I bought way back in 2013 uh, to save myself some money on what I was paying Comcast every month. And that savings continues now, uh, which is why the cost is what it is. That box costs about $150 and they're available again. You get three tuner slots on it uh, so you can watch or record three different things at the same time. And for our, our house, that's been working just fine and the cable card uh, Comcast provides as part of the service. So that is all I'm paying for it. Uh, here's a list of the channels that I get in HD. So all my locals, and then we've got a bunch of popular cable networks, all the stuff that my wife and I tend to watch is on there. A bunch of music channels I don't listen to, and even HBO along with the HBO Max app for that price. And that's been a good deal. And I got to say, I've been really pleased with HBO Max. It's a great service. There's a ton of content on there. Lots of good stuff for the kids as well. So that uh, altogether is going to stay at least until they revoke my cable card and force me into something that I don't want to pay for. But I'll have the option to switch away from that and just pay for the internet that I've uh, got from them. Uh, so take a look at your bill because you may actually be paying less than you think you are. And if you're paying more, that additional cost might be in the equipment. And if you can find a way to get rid of the equipment and keep the service, you'll save some money just like me. And that seemed to be working out pretty good. And that price is less than what you would pay for Sling or YouTube TV. Now, the next one is Apple TV Plus, which I am currently not paying for, but I likely will not continue the subscription. They do have a couple of good shows on there, but there's not enough content on it to justify the price. Even though it's only like five bucks a month or so, 
Uh, you get a lot more with a lot of the other services. And the biggest issue that I have with Apple TV Plus is its lack of compatibility across devices. So right now, most of the things that I use to watch TV are not compatible. That includes my Samsung 4K TV I bought on the Prime Day sale a couple of years ago and my beautiful LG OLED upstairs. Neither of those things work. The NVIDIA Shield boxes that I use don't work with Apple TV Plus, even though they're fully capable of it. So in order to watch Apple TV Plus, I have to have a box kind of dedicated just to it uh, on each of my TVs in order to do that. And that just seems to me a bit overkill for a service I'm not all that crazy about to begin with. So we are likely going to uh, nix the trial or nix the Apple TV when the trial ends. So I'm going to binge it a little bit, get all the content I want to get in before that. But again, the lack of convenience there is primarily why I'm going to let that one lapse. Now, this next one is one that I have been subscribed to for probably the better part of a decade now. This is called iTunes Match. And this emerged before all of these music subscription services came out. And what was neat about it is that you could pay Apple $25 a year, and then it would go through your entire iTunes library for any song file in there that you didn't buy from Apple and maybe downloaded from some other place, it would match it up with the legit version of the music and replace your lower quality file with a higher quality Apple AAC file that had no DRM on it. It would basically be like buying the song from Apple by just paying the annual subscription fee. But the file is yours. It downloads it to your computer if you want and you got it. So you could cancel the service and still keep your blob of music. The reason why I've been with it for so long is that it also is basically a free hosting service for all of your other music. Because if you had something that wasn't part of the iTunes Match database, it would allow you to store that in the Apple Cloud and play it on any of your devices with an iTunes uh, software on board or the new music app on the phone. So for example, I can ask my phone to play a specific song that I've got from my personal library and it will grab it and stream it from Apple's cloud. They basically gave you unlimited hosting for any of your own unmatched music up on their cloud. So it was a great backup service for my music collection and it was also a great way to get some of my lower quality MP3s out of there and replace them with higher quality but still compressed music. But where I'm at now with music is I've got the YouTube premium account. I'm happy with that. So I can listen to a lot of the newer stuff through that service. And then for a lot of the music that I own already on CD, I've been ripping that music to lossless FLAC files on my Plex server. So what I'll probably be doing with this Apple Match thing is downloading my blob of music, canceling the service, and moving whatever I don't have on CD into the Plex server and just saving myself the money. It's not that much a year. It's, again, $25, but I'm just not using it, and I hate paying for things that I don't use. So iTunes Match, after a number of years of uh, very satisfied and happy listening, I am going to likely be uh, turning off once I get all of my music organized here. So let's move on now to gaming. And one of the things that I am very happy with is my Xbox Game Pass account. I subscribed about this time last year when Microsoft offered the deal of the century on Game Pass Ultimate because you could take your Xbox Live Gold account, which I think was about $60 a year, and convert whatever time you had left on Xbox Gold to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And what you could do prior to this deal ending was load up your gold account with the maximum length of time. So I spent $120 to basically add another two years onto the account. 
and then I converted all of that time over to Game Pass, which is how I got the deal that I've got here. So I'm effectively just paying five bucks a month for it through August 2022. And I have certainly gotten about five bucks a month of value out of the service. And even when that ends and I'm up to the usual 15, I still think it's a pretty value-packed service because in addition to all the console titles, I get all the PC games. They just added uh, last month EA Play to the console, and I guess that's coming to the PC uh, in the next month or two. You get the streaming service that they just offered. All the new games from Microsoft's first-party studios are available day one. Uh, Flight Simulator is something that I've been playing quite a bit on the PC. There's a bunch of games on the Xbox console that I've been playing with. Just a great deal, especially at the price that I'm paying. So we're going to stick with that. Uh, The next one is the Nintendo Switch Family Plan. Now, originally, I was on a personal account for the Switch just to back up my own games because I was really the only one playing with the Switch But now my daughters are getting into gaming. My uh, seven-year-old loves Animal Crossing, and I kind of like it too. So we've been playing a lot of that. And I'll tell you what, I did not want anything to happen to that island that she's put so much time into. So I converted my account over to a family plan, which I think gives you like five uh, different accounts that you can link up to it. So everybody's games are getting backed up. My wife is starting to play some of the Zelda games on the Switch that I got her last year. So this is something that we're paying effectively about $3 a month for. Uh, You get the online backup, which is the big one for me, Uh, but there's also some emulated NES and Super NES games. You've got the Tetris 99 and that Super Mario 35 thing going on. So it's been good. They don't offer you all that much, but it's not all that expensive. And again, for the uh, automatic backups, that has been uh, more than adequate. So we are going to stick with that. Uh, Another one I've been trying out is Apple Arcade. Again, this is another one of those trials you get when you buy the hardware. I was hoping for more kids stuff because my little one, the four-year-old, likes to play some of these little dollhouse games on her iPad. But unfortunately, they don't really have anything that great for little kids on Apple Arcade. I don't like mobile games at all, so I'm probably going to be canceling this one unless their uh, kid games really get better. So Apple Arcade is worth checking out. It's like four or five bucks a month. You get a lot of games for your phone and iPad with that, but nothing that's really all that terrific for my purposes. And I'm more than happy with what I get out of the Xbox Game Pass and Nintendo Switch plans here. So let's move on now to the cloud storage and other services that I'm paying for. And we will begin, of course, with iCloud. I am subscribed to their two terabyte service, which allows you to share it with your family members. This has turned out to be another good value because iCloud is very seamless in how it backs everything up. I don't have to babysit everybody's devices here. We're primarily an Apple family. So my wife has a MacBook Pro that I got her a couple of years ago. We've got our iPhones, we each have iPads. So we've got a bunch of things that just back up to this cloud automatically. And the price that I'm paying for two terabytes of storage is shared with the family. I don't have to touch it. I just check on it every once in a while to make sure the backups are up to date. But for the most part, it all just goes in and it just works. And I don't have to think about it, uh, which has been great. So as you can see here, the family is using about 200 and something gigabytes of storage. That includes their photos and all their backups and everything. And then my photo library is about 383 gigabytes, which includes raw photos that I shoot with my SLR camera. It includes all the videos that I shoot with the phone. And it all just gets up there automatically from all of our Apple devices. And it saves me a lot of time. And I am quite happy with it. Uh, One thing with iCloud you should definitely check out, irrespective of what you're paying for on a service level, is their web-based 
applications because this has gotten a lot better over the last couple of years. Uh, So you have versions of pages and you've got uh, a photo browser here that you can go through your whole library with. Uh, You've got you know, access to things like Keynote, which is what I use to make this show every week. I can even edit my file on the web. And this is all something you get with your iCloud account, even on the free tier. So there might be some things in here that you might want to check out. And again, that's something you get irrespective of whether or not you're paying for storage. I think you get five gigs of storage for free. And then after that, you got to subscribe. But the, the plan's working for me, even though I'm not using all the space that I have available for me. I do have room to grow, and as these photos and videos get bigger every year, uh, we should be able to uh, stick within that two terabyte allocation. And I would imagine at some point Apple will up the storage and maybe keep the subscription price the same as prices come down for them. Uh, One thing that I'm going to be revisiting this year is my use of Amazon AWS. I've been using S3 to store my backups from my NAS box in the back room over there. So I've got a Synology NAS. They've got a great backup utility called Hyper Backup. And every night it grabs all the files that I'm working on and shoots them up to the S3 cloud. I've got versioning. I've got all sorts of good backup stuff there. It saved me a couple of times when I've made mistakes with files or whatever. But the cost for storage is quite a bit now compared to what I could pay elsewhere. So I was looking at uh, Google One and I'm currently paying about $1.67 a month, annualized, of course, uh, for about 100 gigs of extra storage just to accommodate my Gmail account that I've had since 2004. But they have a pretty good deal on a two terabyte plan versus the AWS storage that I'm paying for uh, with only about 600 gigs or so up in that cloud. Uh, so for about 10 bucks a month, I can get up to two terabytes where I can pay the annual fee here and save some more on that. And Google Drive's storage actually works with that Synology Hyper Backup. So I will be paying less for storage and have more available, and I can save some money in the process. So I'm likely going to be dumping AWS as my backup location and switching over to Google Drive as the backup destination for my Synology NAS. I do use Amazon Glacier, which is part of that $22 a month that I'm paying. That's where I'm backing up the YouTube videos to. So I might just leave that portion because that storage is really cheap. And I've got about a terabyte and a half of archive videos up there. So I'm going to probably keep that going, but move the main backup for my active stuff over to Google Drive. And I'm running out of space there anyhow. So this will really save me some money and save me some aggravation. So we're going to up the uh, Google One to the two terabyte option there. A nice little side benefit is I get 10% off at the Google store. So when I buy Chromebooks to review and stuff, I'll be able to save some money there. So we're going to up that one a bit and then reduce the AWS. Another thing that I started paying for this year, which I've gotten a lot of use out of, is something called Shadow. Now, Shadow markets itself as a game streaming service, and it does a pretty good job at that. But what I really like about it is that it is basically giving you a Windows 10 computer that is running in the cloud. And we're going to review this at some point this month, I hope. Uh, And what's neat about having just a Windows 10 PC available to you is that it can run more than just games. Uh, So I was able to run my vMix software when we were having trouble with our internet connection here. I was actually running vMix here and in the cloud and sending my content up to the cloud server to stream out to all of you. It was rock solid and reliable because it sits in a data center over there. I've been using it a lot for some of the cloud services that I play around with when I want to test something off-site. 
I can just load up Shadow running in this New York City data center and see if I can connect the things here in the house. It's just really flexible because, again, it's running Windows 10, and it doesn't have all the complexity that you might run into with Amazon's AWS where you have to load up a Windows server and get all the security settings right. They kind of manage all of that for you. And from a gaming perspective, it's really useful because the restrictions that developers have been applying to some of these game streaming services really don't apply here. So I was able to get Game Pass to work. All the games that don't run on GeForce now because the developers pulled them are available here. Of course, you have to have them in your library to begin with, but basically 100% of your Steam library is playable on Shadow because you're running in a desktop environment. It runs on every mobile device I've got. It's just awesome. And again, we're going to do a little bit more with this. So I've just gotten a lot of utility out of it. Uh, These are the specs that it's running with. Uh, It is running in a server environment, so you get the equivalent of a GeForce GTX 1080 at the low tier that I'm on. Uh, You get a 4-core, 8-thread processor running at 3.4 gigahertz. Uh, You get 12 gigs of RAM, 256 gigs of storage, and of course, Windows 10 64 uh, running on that machine. They do have upgrades available if you need more horsepower, but for everything I've been doing, it's been fine. The only thing I probably want a little bit more of there is storage, but right now I'm able to work within the 256 gigabytes. You do have to download every game you want to play to your personal shadow server, which eats up that storage, so just keep that in mind. But beyond that, uh, it's been really useful, and I'm, I'm still working on the review because there's a lot more to it. Uh, than just gaming, and I want to be able to cover all of those things and uh, provide you a really good overview of it. So I'm really happy with that. So in summation here, we're going to remove uh, iTunes Match and the AWS storage, or at least most of it, and we're going to add Google One's 2 terabyte option. And I should save about 10 to 12 bucks a month under this scenario. Not a lot, but I go through this review about every six months or so, just to make sure I'm getting the full value out of everything I'm paying for. So in the past, these reviews have saved me money because I've been able to reduce redundancies in my services or got rid of things that I wasn't using. So that's the kind of thing that I like to do every once in a while. And to save 10 or 12 bucks after a regular review here, I think is pretty good for uh, my purposes here. One other thing to look at is your mobile phone offerings because I'm noticing that a lot of phone providers now are giving you or including some of these streaming services as part of your subscription plan. So, for example, when I signed up for Disney+, Plus, Verizon gave me like another year or something on top of what I already had paid for. So that's the kind of stuff you want to look for uh, from your mobile provider, especially if you don't have to pay more for something that you're effectively already paying for. So take a look at everything. Look at it every six months like I do, and you'll uh, be very happy that you're getting the most out of your money for the things that you choose to pay for. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Now, this week's wrap-up is being brought to you by all of you. We had a bunch of super chatters this week during our live streams. They included Chris Allegretta, Grayson Petty, Thomas Anfang, Mark Dell, and Netlux TV. We also have some new supporters to thank this week, including Wanda Delora, who subscribed via the YouTube membership program. 
Top Loaded subscribed via Floatplane, and Chris McDonough subscribed via Patreon. I want to thank everyone who contributed this week and everyone who's been contributing on an ongoing basis and everyone who watches on a regular basis too because all of those things together equal channel growth. And I want to thank you all for your support uh, throughout the last year and hopefully into this year. If you want to support the channel, you can. You can go to lawntv slash support to check out our donor box page. Uh, we also have, of course, support for the YouTube membership program and Floatplane. So there's plenty of ways to help out if you'd like to. And you can find me more than just here on this YouTube channel. We've got a couple of other channels that you can see up on screen here. also want to point your attention to my Amazon shop there at the bottom. This is my Amazon profile that you can follow me on. We do a lot of video uploads to Amazon and live streams there as well. So definitely check me out on Amazon if you don't mind. You can engage with the channel through our very infrequent email list, our Facebook group, which is well over a thousand people now. And then we've got the store where I sell previously used items that I purchased for reviews here. So they were very lightly used over the course of our evaluation. And you can find those at my store. And if you want to get notified every time we add something to the store, you can sign up for my store alert email at the address you see here on screen. And that's going to do it for now. Thank you all for your continued viewership. Here's to a happy and healthy 2021. We made it through 2020. So hopefully we'll have a much better year ahead than what we just experienced. And I will see you all on the next wrap-up video and, of course, on my review videos later this week. That's going to do it for now. Until next time, this is Lon Seibin. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.TV supporters, including Gold Level supporters Brian Parker, Jim Peter, Tom Albrecht, Frank Lewandowski, Mark Bollinger, and Chris Allegretta. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv slash support to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv slash s.